This podcast is sponsored by BT, because BT means business. BT knows that businesses come in many shapes, sizes and guises, from the person just starting out at their kitchen table to the biggest employer, which is why no matter what line of work you're in, they've got your back to help you succeed and do what you do best. Whatever your business, BT's got your back. Search BT's got your back. This is the Times Evening Briefing on Thursday the 25th of January. A man with paranoid schizophrenia who killed three people and attacked three others during a rampage in Nottingham has been sentenced to an indefinite hospital order. The judge, Mr Justice Turner, told 32-year-old Valdo Calocane, your sickening crimes shock the nation. Students Barnaby Webber and Grace O'Malley Kumar and school caretaker Ian Coates were stabbed last June. Barnaby's mother, Emma, speaking outside court, feels they've been let down, adding true justice has not been served today. There is so much more to say and clearly serious questions regarding this case and events leading up to this monster being out in society. But for today, our darling son, his dear friend Grace and a wonderfully kind grandfather, Ian, have been stolen from us forever and let down by the very system that should have been protecting them. The government has defended the fact a long-promised ban on zombie-style blades will not come into force until the autumn, a year after it was promised by Rishi Sunak. The Prime Minister says the new prohibition on zombie knives will take them off our streets. But Labour has called the ban too little too late and promised instead a wider crackdown on the availability of dangerous knives if it wins power at the next general election. The Shadow Home Secretary, Yvette Cooper, has been speaking two times radio. You have to have swift, strong action if young people are caught carrying knives and you've got to have a major prevention overhaul with community hubs, prevention work, action on mental health in communities across the country. You've got to do all of these things to save lives. Rishi Sunak says he is prepared to defy the European Court of Human Rights over his Rwanda plan despite a senior judge in Strasbourg warning he would be breaking international law by doing so. The Prime Minister has told broadcasters today the scheme is needed as a deterrent to stop people crossing the channel in small boats. That's why it's so critical and I've been very clear I won't let a foreign court stop us from getting flights up and running and establishing that deterrent. The bill that we've just passed through the House of Commons has a specific power in it that says ministers will get to make those decisions. I would not have put that power in there if I wasn't prepared to use it. Some breaking news tonight and consultants in England have voted narrowly against an offer aimed at resolving a long pay dispute with the government. The British Medical Association says its members rejected the offer by 51.1%. The Hamas-run health ministry in Gaza says at least 50 Palestinians have been killed and 100 wounded in Israeli military strikes on Khan Yunis since Sunday night. The city has become the main focus of current fighting. Yesterday, the UN said nine people were killed in an attack on a shelter and Khan Yunis's largest hospital is said to be under siege. Dr Chris Hook was the medical team leader for MSF in Gaza and only returned to the UK in late December. He's been speaking two times radio. With conversations I've had with with a couple of colleagues who are still in in NASA hospital in Khan Yunis, I understand the city is entirely surrounded and it's really, really unsafe moving around inside the hospital and uh, that uh, a lot more people have ended up moving to to Rafah in the very south 
um, as a result of the increased sort of conflict uh, around Khan Yunis itself. A death row inmate is set to become the first to die by nitrogen gas execution in America this evening. Kenneth Eugene Smith was convicted in 1988 of the murder for hire of a preacher's wife. Randy Suskind is from the Equal Justice Initiative, who is in Alabama and has told Times Radio many are apprehensive. It's an experimental method. It's never been used by any jurisdiction in the country or or the world for that matter. And uh, the context is that the state of Alabama has had multiple botched executions using lethal injection the past few years. Um, And so I think a lot of people feel like the state of Alabama is the last state that should be experimenting with a new method of execution. And you can hear more on all these stories throughout the day on Times Radio.